Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Miraculous Ladybug, and Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I'm Delaney Stovall. I know it sounds an awful like Dylan, but it's not the same at all. <laughs> and today I'm joined by Justin Cummings. Hello, everybody. And Michelle Anderer. Hey, guys. And today we are discussing the latest episode of Steven Universe, Mindful Education, which aired today, August 25th. So, we'll just, uh, nope, no news, we'll just get around. <laughs> Alright, so I'm just, we'll just, alright, Justin Cummings, what is your, what were your initial thoughts on the episode? Um, I really liked the episode, I thought it was great, and this show loves moral of the story kind of things, and... We've gotten some complex ones in the past. I've talked about a lot of stuff, uh, like full disclosure. This, to me, was that next step. This was such a complex idea, right? I still struggle with this. Like, recent, like last week, I struggle with this kind of thing. And for a show on Cartoon Network to tackle this in the way they did, it was so, so well executed. And this was the kind of Stevani episode we needed. This is what we wanted out of Beach City Drift that we didn't get. This was the kind of Savani episode we all wanted. This kind of reference back to that little thing that happened with Beach City Drift. Finally, we got that song. This was the perfect song for Estelle, who plays Garnet. Um, everything about this episode just felt really, really, really solid. I, I, I think it might be one of my favorites. All right, Michelle? I also really, really like this episode. And I agree that it's... It was very gratifying to see them try to talk about this issue of just like, you know, when you when you regret doing something or you regret um, the aftermath of a situation, it's really hard to try to divorce yourself from it. And you kind of I think sort of the lesson was you shouldn't divorce yourself. You should just let yourself feel what you're feeling as a way of working through it. I mean, understanding it and, you know, learning more about yourself in the process. And I think that's just so, it's so great. And the, the song, I feel like that's one of the songs that's going to stick with me. And like, when I'm dealing with something bad, I'm going to like play it back and be like, it is okay. It is okay. Like, we're going to figure this out. Like, the world's not ending. Um, and the animation was just so gorgeous. Uh, I know we're probably going to talk about um, the guest animator who did this, but like, oh my God, it was so beautiful. And just so many feelings. This is one of those episodes that just like made my heart so, so happy. Um, and it's probably one of my favorites at this point also. Same. We're all in agreement. <laughs> I also was like crying tears. You know, I think this is it's such a relatable episode. I, it's my quite arguably one of the most relatable episodes of the series uh, and of, you know, of anything ever. And I guess we're just going to jump into the topic of the song, because I mean, I guess that's what we all want to talk about, because clearly that is the most memorable thing of the episode. We also haven't had, I mean, we had, you know, Mr. Greg, the musical episode, and we have there, we had a song? Yes, um, there was a song in Greg the Babysitter. Right. Yes. So like this Very is a different kind of song. Right. So like since Mr. Greg, this is probably like the first like cry garnets singing, we're all like in the floor, like someone rescue us, scoop us up with the spatula, you know. <laughs> Stevani's sang in my heart. Oh, she was it so just, good too. It or I should say they we, we were so voice good. Actress, yeah. Or is it one person or is it two? How did they do that? That's what do I was trying to know? figure out the whole time. I do I do want to say that um I forgot to mention at the beginning that this um that Mindful Education was written and storyboarded by Colin Howard, Jeff Liu, and Takafumi Hori. I apologize if I mispronounced that. And so the song, guys. What <laughs> 
I mean, all right, what are the obviously you know Stevani singing is like ah, screaming, fangirling, fan self. But also For those keeping what? Well, I was just uh, Dylan sent me notes. Dylan's presence is felt always. Dylan everyone sent you notes. Of course, he sent me notes. Like, oh, like didn't send me notes. I'm yeah, mad. but you're That's like really it's funny. it's the feedback. Do you need notes okay. for feedback? He doesn't know what the feedback is. Um, <laughs> I know what the feedback is. I do the feedback. Exactly. You don't need notes for it anyway. I would like them. Speaking of which, send feedback to Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Justin. Oh yeah. God. Justin. Uh, feedback to Justin at Justin at Overly Animated. Is that the email dot com? Yeah. Yes. Do that because you can send your questions and comments for the feedback, which will be on. Uh, that's going to be Saturday morning. Yes. So get those to me before nine thirty a.m. Saturday and Eastern can also send Daylight it on Time. Tumblr. Right. Uh, you can send Tumblr to me, Friendly Geeks Three. You can find a link on the overly animated webpage. Also, if you leave comments on this video on the website, I will accept those too. There y'all go. So but put like spoiler warnings. Yes, don't don't traumatize anyone who's trying to listen and or well, I mean, I guess well, if, if they're listening, listening, they've seen. Well, it'll spoil anyway, the discussion. That's true, but we'll remind you all at the end to send your feedback. But if you're like you're dying to send fe- feedback right now, do it. <laughs> right go. this second, right this yeah, minute, go. I want needs. it all. But I want um, to see if anyone can trump the theory from last oh, week. So, oh, we're not even no, go okay. We talked about that. We're not. We're gonna move on because Delaney's still traumatized from that. Like. 30 second discussion. Oh god, yeah. Um, So, talking about the song, uh, so part of Dylan's notes, I didn't know this because I was really awful at keeping up with Comic-Con stuff this summer, but so this song was played at Mm Comic-Con, and uh, so, you know, big deal, obviously, the emotions behind the song, and Rebecca Sugar said that, you know, this was about her overcoming hard times, and like definitely about facing depression, and what? That's almost like what the episode was about. Weird. Like, how does that happen? (laughs) So, uh, you know, we can, so let's talk about how, you know, it's, it, I'm not, I don't necessarily think it's the most interesting because I understand, but let's start some discussion about, do y'all think it's odd that Garnet was singing the song? And then, like, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, were you struck, like, why is Garnet singing this song? Because she's been fused the longest, so she's mm-hmm. probably had the most practice trying to manage, like, strong emotions from both sides of herself. So I thought it made a lot of sense that she was the one who started it off. Justin? Uh, I, yeah. I, what we're starting to see, and this is so, so cool. The gems at the beginning, they all kind of cared for Steven. Now they've kind of, they have their special roles. Amethyst is that kind of weapon ability trainer, while Pearl's more of the specific uh, sword techniques. While Garnet's kind of their fusion coach, basically. Fusion coach. And. <laughs> She really, really is. And I like that role. And I think this was a very calm moment. And I love this parallel because this song just took the record for longest song away from Stronger Than You. True. And that was the other big Garnet song. And that one, it was very, you know, sassy, Garnet, powerful, awesome. This was very calm. This was like that other side of Garnet. And I think this played to Estelle's strengths more. I think I prefer this one. Too stronger than you. I know that's a very bold <gasps> statement. I that is a very bold statement. It is, but I think it played to her strengths more. I think I think it was something she was a bit more comfortable with because, I mean, that's more the paper songs. And all in all, though, it's just Garnet was the perfect fit for this song because I know no one knew who was going to sing it. And the moment Garnet started, I was like, this is the right way to do it. I think I agree. 
Yeah, that's a, that's a compelling case you made. Well, so. I think it's also, I think people forget, we don't know that much about Garnet. We know yeah. we know Garnet is a walking lesbian relationship. Like, that's, that's what we know. <laughs> Two lesbians in a crunch, trench coat. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what we know. And, you know, we have Pearl's, you know, tragic backstory. We have Amethyst's tragic backstory. We just yeah, finished. it's nice that Garnet's not tragic. <laughs> but the thing is, though, we don't know that much about Garnet. And I think uh, this may, this might be the beginning of us exploring a little bit more and we're beginning to see Ruby and Sapphire more, which, I mean, in of itself is sad, because they're not together, they're not Garnet. And so I think it, oh. like, I do think it makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm sure, I mean, the discourse will begin on Tumblr, and we'll see, you know, what the fandom, granted it's Garnet saying it's Estelle, like, who who is going to complain about this? Right. No one. But I do think, you know, gotta talk about it, because it, who would have thunk it? A lot of people I know thought, oh, hey, and here's the thing. Everyone was convinced that this was going to be, like, Sapphire teaching Stevani from, like, promo, uh, promotional material we saw. Mm-hmm. And I did not expect this use of Sapphire. I thought, uh, well, and Ruby by extension. I thought it was, I think the aesthetic choice for this song was so, so beautiful and so, so different. Um, I think, especially, I think having Garnet sing it, you can... For all the discourse of Garnet shouldn't have been the one to do it, or uh, the song wasn't right for Garnet, or blah, 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 whatever people are going to say, the last shot of of Stephen, Connie, Ruby, and Sapphire laying back, looking up, that shot is worth it alone. It was very reminiscent of um, Pearl and Greg laying down during their number, Mr. Greg Mm 2, which I thought was interesting. I apologize for the roaming pack behind me. (laughs) Roaming pack? Are they lions? Um, yes, there's seven of them, actually. Oh Three males, four females. We can't, we can't! Okay, um, anyway. Delaney <laughs> saved us from that conversation. So, I guess we'll, we'll, pro- we'll probably rotate back to the song, because, I mean, we're like, oh my god, seeing it in our head, yeah. like, I've seen the episode, like, four times now, everyone knows, everyone knows. Anyway. So, um, I guess, you know, the natural progression would be about Stephen and Connie and Stevani in this episode, which, of course, is the focus, so... What do you think? Is this the best Steven and Connie development episode? Best Stevani episode? Like, what what are our thoughts episode. and feelings about Stevani right now? Justin, you want to start us off? All right. Best Stevani episode. Uh, Alone Together, I think, was the best. Maybe Crack the Whip. You don't think, you don't think this is a contender? This took it from Full Disclosure. <laughs> full Disclosure, I think, was. Or not Full Disclosure. Alone Together was, this is now the best Devani episode. Like, that's not that's not a question. And I think, though, that um, the best Stephen and Connie episode might still be full disclosure because it, it's between those two. Maybe Bubble Buddies, but really, full disclosure and this one, we get these kind of deep uh, moments. And I've talked a lot about how full disclosure is this kind of gender reversal showing that it's okay for a guy to have feelings and talk about it. And this episode, we don't get like, Oh, here's one episode where Steven helps Connie. And then the separate one where Connie helps Steven this episode, we got both. And so I think, I think it might be the best one now because it shows their relationship so well in so little time. Michelle. Hmm, I can't definitively say this is the best because I think the reason this one works so well is because it had so many strong Stephen Connie episodes um, that came before to make it as good as it was. Because like, even like, honestly, like Line to the Movie, I thought 
was a really good Steve and Connie episode, you know? And that was, like, the first time we really saw, like, Connie's insecurities about being, like, a normal person and how, like, that didn't matter to Steven because, like, for him, normal stuff was so cool because magic stuff was so normal. And it was just, like, I thought that school, was... So yeah, he doesn't... school. Like, school fascinates school? him. And I think that's so... That was such a cool insight. And just, like, Alone Together is, like, another kind of, like, they're both just trying to figure things out and figure out, you know, how they feel and, like, what they're doing. And it's so, like, natural and nice and interesting. And I don't think this episode would mean as much if that hadn't come first. So I can't say that this is, like, a great episode. And I think the characterization is really strong. I think, you know, the pacing's, like, really, really tight. But I can't say it's better because there's so many other really good moments and i think this works as well as it does because of those earlier episodes so i'd say maybe like top three Stephen connie episodes but like i don't know if it can steal the top spot what about stevani Ooh, i really like stevani and alone together too though <laughs> there's something about just like the first time you see them like well the, yeah I and mean, that's like you know, it's the first time it's like oh my god they're a fusion what I guess, like I said, this is my second fave Stevani episode. I mean, I'm, I say that. I'm gonna pull a Dylan here and be like, you're wrong, oh. this is the best... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I do think, I do think this is, I mean, I think this is obviously, like, a personal preference, you know, aside, you know, like, I do think from, like, a narrative perspective, this kind of has to be the best Stevani episode. It is, like, it is the culmination, which we can't ignore, that this is the culmination of Stevani, but this is also... Um, like the culmination of fusion, like this is the fusion episode, and for us to explore it with Garnet and S- Stevani, like that's amazing. Like these are these are the it uh, fusions, I think, for the show. Like obviously everyone has their favorite. Like Sardonyx is my personal favorite after Garnet, but we have you know this. We have Garnet, which is the fusion. Like oh my god, we didn't even know she was a fusion. What Garnet? And then coaching Stevani, as Justin said, you know the fusion coach. And but here we have the. I mean, everything they talked about in this episode, we kind of knew already. We like, like, don't freak out or you'll unfuse. Duh! Like, you guys have to be yeah. in sync. Like, you got to dance right. I don't know. It kind of works. Fuse. But we really, I mean, we really did like fully explore. And of course, and we say this a lot on the podcast, like inferring things and actually being told something is very different in media. Like actually watching something and seeing it. And you know, Garnet finally, I think, pulled back the veil a little bit on the mystery of fusion and do it through Stevani, I think, you know, this kind of makes it it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Or you guys say things, Justin? Uh, I mean, I thought No Your Fusion was going to be the Fusion episode. They got you. But no, I, I think this is definitely, if I were to explain Fusion to someone, I would show them this episode instead of like Giant Woman, honestly. I mean, we got all, like, Guru Patik, like, Garnet became the guru, and then was like, we must find balance, literally, like, meditation <laughs> pose, like, avatar, let's sit across yeah. from each other. I mean, we were just missing tea, like, that is the only thing we were missing, and we were even in, like, which I guess moving, you know, you know, like, we're cycling back, Delaney's really bad at, like, topics, but, you know, ta- you know this kind of, this also leads into, like, this episode is... Again, we have like these really weird episodes of Steven Universe. We're like, what's going on? And this wasn't weird in the way No Your Fusion was weird or the way um, Buddy's book was weird. But we have... That was the name of the episode, right? Um, yes. Yeah. We have this abstract... We're in the spirit world, in the like, mind space, like in the universe pocket thing. 
This was weird in that it was deep within this show's mythos, as opposed to being weird stylistically. It was yeah. simply weird um, as far as the show's story de- uh, deviates from reality. So I think it was the culmination, I guess, of their plot, as opposed to being like weird within the context of the show. Culmination of their plot in what way? Like, do you mean fusion? I mean, do you mean like the mythos of the show? I mean, show? like the mythos of the show, okay. like the mythos of fusion. Like, this is like the best way to explain Steven universe and how abstract and science fictiony and spiritual it gets. Like this is the way to do it. Michelle thoughts. Hmm. I, um, little, well, I mean, I'm just not sure if I agree, but I do think cause I, I, I've kind of noticed a lot, like in the Steve Vine episodes we get, we tend to focus on how, they end up being in this weird kind of like mental state world. And I think it's been kind of up for discussion, like what that is. And now this episode has shown us very clearly. It's like, you know, it results from one or more of their anxieties about something. And it creates, and Gernot was like saying, it like creates like this space where like, it's hard to stay fused because like, if you're not okay, like you can't be in balance. Right. So that was really nice to get kind of confirmation on. Um, and it was really nice to see that, you know, like, Connie had her moment, but then Steven also had his moment. Because Steven has his own, like, problem. Because, like, his initial advice to Connie was like, oh, you know, yeah, it sucks when you regret things. You just don't need to think about it. Just try <laughs> not to think about it. And that ended up being, like, the complete wrong advice. And he figured that out. And I think that was really nice, too. Because, you know, one of the th- even like, I've said before, like, I don't really ship steven and connie but like one thing the show does really really well is um you know they support each other like a hundred percent and it's never like more connie or more steven it's very 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 equally balanced and i think this episode did a really good job of that too they were both there for each other they both helped each other out they're both insecure about things and they helped each other move past it or at least get to a point where they were okay and i think that's like one of the best takeaways from it moving forward and just even as, like, a life lesson, you know? Life lesson. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, seriously, though. But what about the, like, you know, your thoughts on the uh, abstract space? Like, and how that ties in? Of course, that all ties in together, you know? We're, de- that's, I, and going back to what Justin said, was this, we're dealing with these kind of complicated, real-life, very relatable issues, but then we're also dealing with it in this kind of, like, weird way where, and also made the most sense, you know, you know, we have all these songs in every episode, but, like, this time, it's like, this didn't really happen. It's all in your head, Harry. Like, yeah. that kind of stuff. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I think part of that's, too, that we're dealing with, like, um, an animated medium. So, like, why not take advantage of that to be as creative as possible in conveying these ideas in a visual way, you know? I think that's, like, probably a lot of incentive for why they've been doing it the way they have. And I think that is really cool. And I, I appreciate it a lot. Even if, like, it's it's abstract enough that you can also kind of, like, take what you want from it it's not so clear-cut that you know like exactly what's going on but it's like enough to decide for yourself and i like that too i like that idea well they kept it concrete too they um you know it would like um in dylan's notes he was like a lot of the episode didn't happen in real life but they kept it grounded like Savani literally fell off a cliff because she was hallucinating like thank you for like not forgetting that she was moving and they i can't remember they they were moving and they fell off a cliff, and it's like, I'm glad we established that. So it was kind of this abstract, things were going on, but thing, but it was also, like, I think it was just visually confusing at times, but it was, like, you got it. You knew it was going on. It was... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So. 
I agree. It's uh, a good I'm, point. It is grounded in reality, and it, and it, I appreciated that they they were popping in and out, but you never lost track of what was like actually happening in real time. I think it's less abstract than it might seem on like first glance. Yeah, it's abstract I agree. definitely, but they keep it grounded, and I think that kept the pacing really well for this episode. Mm-hmm. I think I just had an idea about what the visuals of like of the butterfly represented in like a big theme of why we really needed garnet and how this actually does teach us a lot about garnet um do you want to do that now or wait till we (laughs) okay i thought that too earlier like they showed up and i think was fly my little akuma i saw butterflies Um, and i was like they're good butterflies i feel conflicted um, <laughs> miraculous um yeah. do you want to wait till we get to that part in the outline or do you just want to discuss the song and its elements now I think we can go ahead and discuss it if you'd like. I wouldn't want you to lose your train of thought. And okay. given this episode, there's so much to talk about. We might not go all the way yeah. through. Like, we don't need to go joke by joke. Like, okay, Garnet had, like, the really funny sign. Oh, my and kept God. It. Yes. Like, that's no. hilarious. And then The best Garnet the joke was the callback where she would, yeah. like, hold the phone. No, right, no, no, give the phone, the phone to me. To me. Like, that, that was, was really was funny. Excellent. So, that's, I mean, that's it kind of for, like, our jokes and, like, bald Steven, which really wasn't that funny. Like, I wouldn't have laughed. Sorry. Connie also didn't laugh. Sorry, Steven. <laughs> um, okay, so what I think... Uh, the butterfly, I'm pretty sure each butterfly individually is one thought, right? It's yes. one yeah. idea. Mm-hmm. This is why we saw the one butterfly appear on Rose's sword, the one butterfly in Connie's hand. Uh, Garnet says, here comes the thought, and then one butterfly. So you've got Ruby, the whole song, uh, fighting this one butterfly, this one single thought. Like, Ruby's just so angry with this. And because we've seen Ruby's are, I'm not going to say dumb, I'm going to say simple. <laughs> simple. Um, it makes sense that Ruby... Would this one thought just overwhelm Ruby and just make uh, make her so angry? And then we look over and Sapphire is just swarmed. Each one of those being like one of these thoughts of this magnitude. Well, she also can see the future. Yeah. Exactly. Like we forget, I think, Ruby was a grunt, a, a foot soldier Bodyguard. in this hive mind army. Yeah. Right. Sapphire was a uh, high up, sophisticated, noble, like informant. She was on the kind court. Of gem. Right. She saw. She probably saw some terrible things that happened in her time. Well, she and even the saw future. terrible things. Yeah, she saw terrible things that didn't happen. Like, exactly. <laughs> that's so the worst. All these thoughts, especially once, like her future vision, because it was perfect, like a crystal ball. Then it became because we saw after her and Ruby fused, it kind of became. I don't say tainted, but not quite as perfect. Like more what we see of Garnets now, and that's got that's got to make things even more complicated. So I think showing that dichotomy between the two showing just what sapphire went through because we really have gotten no reason to sympathize with sapphire besides oh she's part of garnet well, I mean, this that's is like, true well hey no okay. it's kind of okay we really don't know that much about garnet and ruby and sapphire like we love them but like keystone motel like okay there was yeah. that was a great episode but did we really learn anything no <laughs> I mean, of course, we right. learned a lot in the answer, of course. But granted, that's more about, like, you know, more mythos about the diamonds and this, this, and this. I mean, I think there's a difference between learning, like, plot stuff about characters and learning, like, characterization. I think Keystone Mattel, we learned a lot about the characterization of, like, how Ruby and Sapphire are different and how they handle conflict differently. Well, yeah, you know? no, definitely. We got, so, we got in that, that sense, I think we did learn things, but yes, not very much plot. Uh, and I think this was such a cool way to explain this kind of dichotomy. You can probably read more into it than I am, but I, I think it was just so visual. It's such a uh, beautiful way to convey 
this concept that they could have simply had like Ruby getting upset about, I don't know, a rock, <laughs> like a, like an earth rock, stupid earth rock. That's not sentient. Urgh. But mm. I, I think the way they did it was much, much better than that. And I think it was a great way to kind of sneak in this characterization in a Stevani episode. I think, I, I think I'd have to agree. I do think it's, it's very subtle. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. think you're reading too much into it or too little. Um, I think also the big thing here for me about like the butterflies and, you know, the thoughts is that, the really interesting take we went on this, and Michelle, um, we talked about this a little earlier, you know, when we yeah. were discussing the song. Um, these thoughts are, it's not, like, some of the song is about what people do to you and say about you, but the majority of it is what we do to other people. And I think that's, and we kind of have these, in these four different characters here, and then in their fusions, we have these, you know, repre- like we have representation for, like, kind of different, like, how these things kind of impact different people. Like, we have mm-hmm. Connie who, you know, bursts from her backpack, and we see, you know, just how completely torn up she is about, which she judo threw that kid and then broke his arm. Like, <laughs> whoa, Connie. Yeah. And then, of course, and with Steven, we had, you know, the one thought, which, honestly, that's a little interesting, because for the most part with Steven, it was um, what he had done to other people. It was, you know, Bismuth and Jasper, and I was honestly shocked to see Eyeball. I was legit- legitimately shocked. I mean... Think about it. It's every yeah. gem Stephen yeah. had a hand in, not even poofing with no, eyeballs yeah, case. Threw but them I think, out. yeah, it was. It was. I didn't we think we get that recently. back. I'm very glad that they did. We talked mm-hmm. recently about how Stephen hasn't really had a chance to cope with these no. deaths that he's basically caused, and I mean, he's literally, I mean, he's literally like looking at his 14. past traumas. Like it's like yeah. let's encounter all the traumas, Stephen. Like go on a field trip. And I don't know if this is what they meant by it, but all I could think when it turned into Rose was Stephen has this thought that it's my fault she's dead. Just by the association with the other three we saw, it, like the logical next step is, oh, I killed Bismuth, I killed Jasper, I killed the Rubies, I killed my mother. Yeah, I mean, I think and that's... And so, like, that was... It also raises more questions. Yeah, it does. Because it's like, that. that's not just it, though, either. Like, obviously, I mean, Steven's been struggling with this. We've been going here, here, and here with, you know, we've been building Rose. Did Rose shatter Pink Diamond? We keep being told, yes, but what do we believe? What does Steven believe? We don't really know what's going on. You know, Steven's like, thanks for telling me, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, feel like right. Steve, I feel like Steven's been around long enough to be like, I don't really know what's going on. Um, I don't believe you, but... And we keep, you know... In- just think, think everything just keeps piling up. Like Rose, Rose gets you know sneaks into Buddy's book and suddenly has seven lions, and we just, and then we come to this, and it's not just oh I killed my mother, which I mean I like that's what everyone's thinking about all the time because it's like Stephen that's re- like Stephen's really cool, but like this is so awkward. Like yeah, you have all these like rock bombs, but they're like all kind of in love with your mom, and she's dead because she like turned into you. This is awkward. Like this is this is pretty awkward so i mean i think that's probably the most obvious we'll go with but i i think we're getting more into it i think there's more there and i obviously i want to explore that more you know we need like you know the entire fandom's like yep we know got it checked off the box of things we know but doesn't really get addressed on the show they're just like we love you steven we love you for you but no i'm literally my mom like i don't mm-hmm so. And, you know, the show hasn't really given Steven a break up to this point to think about it either. So what this break? is probably the first time he's really spending time, like, with all these things at once, too, which is, like, a lot. So, it's definitely I don't know, cool if Connie hadn't been there, it probably would have been pretty overwhelming. And what yeah. about time to think about it as you're falling to your death? 
But here's the thing. Steven wouldn't have died. I no, think as he wasn't. slowed down, he could have stopped himself. Connie, he, he on the other grabbed, hand. He could have grabbed Connie, though. Like, I think he can hold Connie and float at the same time. That was I my idea. Yeah. He thought. could hold that boat up in the air and Steven yeah, floats. He true, could hold Connie. True. Yeah. There's, you know, there's, come on, Steven, get it together. But, I mean, it's pretty traumatic. Yeah, he's having a moment. That's okay. I mean, I think it makes up a little bit, too, for, like, because the... I think they use Connie a little bit in this episode, like, to just, not necessarily for Steven, but, like, obviously Connie's the impetus. Like, we have this, oh, we're right. falling apart, and it forces Steven to think about things he hasn't, he admitted to, I mean, not necessarily directly, but he admitted to not thinking about those things. Like, you know, he hasn't been thinking about Centipedal, he hasn't been thinking about Bismuth and Eyeball and, like, these, I mean, in his mind, horrible things that he's done, and, like, objectively, <laughs> perhaps, but he's, like Connie said, he did what he had to do. And I do think it's interesting he finally said, you wouldn't let me help you. And it's, I think that's the first, like, really, like... Yeah, because we've been waiting for that with Steven for a while. And how he would deal with that when it happened. Because we knew he couldn't just, like, help everyone out. That's not how things work. Or hitting the wall I've been talking about. Finally hitting that wall. The wall. (laughs) Years. Yeah. It just came in like a butterfly tornado. It came in like a wrecking ball. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god, no. Dylan somewhere is screaming. He has, the force <laughs> was disturbed. He felt it. Screaming, <laughs> sell Justin, sell Justin. Sell Justin. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. <laughs> any, any further thoughts on the thoughts? <laughs> I, I think we need to get into the rest. About. Yeah. There Wait, is still, like a lot to this episode. There yeah, is. I mean, for sure. we, we touched a little bit more about um, Rose. I mean, do we want to talk more about that? What's, I mean, what is, what else is there? I don't know. Where we're I mean, going I know it's going to get downplayed. I want to talk about the fact that it was something Connie did because obviously, yeah. the moment the episode begins, you're like, something's wrong with Connie. Maya, most shows would have gone the route of twelve year old girl. Something happened to her, right? Right. Right. They would have, I don't want to say played the victim card, but played the victim card. Yes. They would have made it so something happened to Connie and Steven had to console her. Most shows would have gone that route. They did not. Connie objectively did something bad. She didn't mean to, but she did. No, she, she and drove so through I that think, kid and broke his arm. Yes. She didn't mean to, but no. she did. And then she ran away and was like, ooh, you could have at least like helped the kid up, man. Like, ooh. So I think the fact that they, they, they gave Connie agency, I think, and I really, really enjoyed well, that. Well, they're, they're maintaining. Was... I mean, they've always been giving Connie oh, agency. Yeah. I do think I do think this speaks a lot to her character. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, Connie, of course Connie would, I mean, even Stephen was like, that doesn't sound like you. Like, what? Maybe you're overplaying. Yeah. She did say I beat somebody up. She didn't beat somebody up. Like, she. I mean, not exactly. She just, like. Well, she did break someone's back. arm. She did his break his arm. arm. <laughs> Honestly, I'm a little confused by how, like, as someone who can do a judo throw, like, little sketch about the broken arm thing. Like, his back would if hurt. Did, if, if she jerked him know, hard enough. And, like, well, we don't know if it's. Because it seemed just, we only saw the sling. It's possible, like, she messed up, if he messed up, if she messed up his uh, collarbone. That That's could true. Yeah, collarbone. Leg. That makes a lot more sense. That's probably what it That's is. I like that probably, theory. Yeah, Because they didn't say broke his arm. True. He was just in a sling, and that's like natural. Yeah. As, you know, I had a sprained. Could have sprained his wrist. I was in a sling when I sprained my wrist. That would Having definitely hurt your wrist. Get judo thrown mm-hmm. and break a collarbone. Yes, that's yes, quite that possibly happens. it. Yes. You know, getting judo thrown just not not good stuff. Also, wow, girl, you judo threw that kid. <laughs> like, I'm impressed. You shouldn't have done it, but impressive. Also, it's kind of a throwback to the training. Like, Connie, you're getting yeah, real training good. is paying off. It's paying off. I mean, in you, some you broke a kid, but 
It's working. Can we talk about the fact that uh, the guy's name was Jeff, and Jeff Jeff Lou was one of the storyboarders for this episode? They just wanted wanted Connie to break Jeff. I guess that's just what (laughs) we need to name this kid. One day, Colin got really mad at Jeff in writing this episode, and just like, ah. I don't think Jeff Jeff. would even mind. He'd be like, no, Connie's pretty cool. Connie got me. Wouldn't have to do it. it. Yeah. Seems legit. I mean, I do think it worked really well. And, like, you know, when we were talking earlier, that this, like, starting with Connie. And, you know, Stephen being like, are you okay? And then moving forward, and then Connie, you know, naturally she would sort herself out first. <laughs> that's just, that's just yeah. very in character. And then for her to help Stephen, which I think, I think it is really important that in this case, even though they had that talk with Garnet, it wasn't Garnet there for Stephen, it was Connie. And we mm-hmm. need to keep having that, you know, Connie is so underutilized in this series. And I think we're finally, we're reaching this point where I think we're going to be saying more and more and more and more of Connie. And she's, you know, how many times have we seen Stevani now in like the past like three weeks? Since, like Since Gem Hunt, Connie is, I don't want to say been times, a constant, yeah. but she's popped up a bit. Yeah, like this is, um, we've seen Connie quite a bit. And as you know, in comparison to the rest of the series, it's like, Connie's finally arrived. Connie is here. She has her <laughs> sword. Like, this is, what I think, what we've been waiting for. So I think this, this bodes well in general for where we're going. I mean, obviously it was really sad and like hurt us. And clearly Steven isn't done. Like we have to, we have so much more ground to cover. Steven like has to actually talk about stuff and, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I hate when people are like, oh, Steve, Steven wouldn't actually act like this. Steven wouldn't get upset by this. He's only 14 and he can literally, he's losing track of people he he's murdered. He murdered like four people. Like I would cry. <laughs> like, I, cry. I see, I, I think people forget Steven's age, and I think this episode did a very good job reminding us. I mean, at any age, that's going to be traumatic, but he's 14. Well, I think it's part of it, too, is that the show, I mean, this is it. This is We haven't addressed the things Steven's been through. Like, you know, we talked about yeah. it in Bismuth. You know, Steven went through a lot in Bismuth. You know, we have these little hints here and there. You know, he's injured and, like, you know, just every, the way he looks. And then, you know, we keep going forward, and it's like, can Steve can Steven take a nap? Like, can we just sit him down? Like, can put a Sleep blanket on him or something? Can we watch eleven minutes of Steven sleeping just to know he's okay? Right, like is Steven okay? Yeah. And he didn't even get to go to bed in like Kiki's pizza like, hello. But um That's a good point. Like, <laughs> when when does he sleep? But you know, this is it. This is we're finally addressing everything that's happened, you know, in the past 20 episodes and like which honestly it's a little surprising that we haven't gone a little bit like there's still more we've been talking you know we talked about centipedal we've revisited centipedal and we're working through it but this is it this is the first time we're really and honestly kind of the really first direct you know rose you know we have like this voldemort evil ball of like (laughs) um like order the phoenix water ball stuff with this with the thoughts and then it's rose like Wow, Steven, you got some, you have some mom issues, man. Like, whoo, which we already knew, but this is the first, yeah, I think, real yeah. direct mm-hmm. reference to it. You know, we have comments here and here, but like this, this is it. Was this more direct than mom? Those are some complicated emotions. Uh, um, it could be a toss up. I mean, the, I mean, obviously having dialogue is like, you could consider like in of itself more direct. Yeah. But we also but have like this really as, violent, the ball. Like, not as- it still will not top stars. I have mom issues. No, exactly. But also, Rose was like glaring at Steven. I don't like. Yeah, I, is that some like disappointment? Which you can stuff? interpret like a couple ways, probably too. Which 
leaves it open for interpretation. Of course, like Stephen Lear saying those things are complicated leaves it open for interpretation. So of course. If if the thoughts could speak, that episode would have gotten a lot more disturbing very, very fast. Uh, I'm glad that didn't happen. Why did you bring that up? Like <laughs> I mean, like imagine Rose's voice. You mm, did this to me. You no, killed me. No, ah, no. I'm so glad. I was afraid Bismuth was going to talk, and I was like, I can't deal with this. I can't. I was going to have to turn off. Like, I was yeah, like, that would have been do this. Really rough. See, if they had let one talk, they would have had to make them all talk, and eyeball talking would have ruined the seriousness <laughs> of the moment. True. True. Rose. You didn't poof me. I Rose. mean, Jasper could have been Rose. That would have been okay. Oh my god. I'm a thought, Rose. Yeah, no, that would have been that would have been good. That, that's the new meme. Just yeah, that'd it. be a total meme if that happened. So, yep, Steven's just our poor traumatized child. Save him. So, I guess the only thing we haven't really talked about. Well, we did talk about Garnet, and we mentioned the um, like you know the iconic scene, Justin. You said the you know this this that scene made it worth it. All of them laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. What about the Garnet and Stevani parallels? I mean, Grin, I'm not a Stevani shipper or a Connie. I don't. There's the fusion. I the ship name. This fandom. Uh, Conniverse. Conniverse is the other name. It's so for confusing. The like, I know Connie? Rufire is like the. It just. What? Yeah. I don't get it. So many. But well, there are some. Also, we didn't. Uh, I wanted to mention earlier about when we we're talking about the abstract and like you know the animation. We also have, they play with <laughs> colors a lot mm-hmm. here and yeah. like you know kind of very subtly over our characters faces and so any thoughts on our parallels here the color scheme reminded me a lot of watchmen the comic specifically like the use of um secondary colors as opposed to primary primary uh, mostly and using that to kind of juxtapose if sam listens she's going to literally murder me for probably yes. ruining everything about art um <laughs> But no, I, I thought it was a very good way because the the orange, the use of orange, is very, very, very jarring. Yes, and I think it gave the Jasper, desired effect. Like, great example. Mm-hmm. I would like. It, I mean, I, that's. I mean, it's also part of the like. It's it's kind of orange is my favorite color, but orange is kind of a sick color when you like, and, and especially that what they used it, the way they used it, and yeah, it was very. Um, also, I live in Kentucky. Tornadoes are a thing, and the sky turns this terrifying orange shade when there's going to be a tornado. And like, that's no bueno. It's not good stuff. Whoa. No, no. And definitely, like this sick. You know, they really, you know, it's abstract and it's kind of weird, and you don't really know what's going on at first. But then, don't definitely. I think the colors make it. And also, we have a lot of um, swirling kind of backgrounds mm-hmm, to add yeah. to the like being in your mind kind of vibe, which is also I think probably why the colors are the way they are. And I was thinking back to like Chilotide when he's like kind of in Lapis's mind. It's like this very kind of nauseating like bright green color. <laughs> so yeah, they do, they have a thing with colors going on mm-hmm. and being in the mind for sure. And they went over the um. Dylan said, you know, like Stephen was kind of compared to Ruby and Connie to Sapphire. I disagree. I think it was the other way around. So I'm curious what your thoughts on that were. Like, my yeah, because Connie initially she was just focused on that one butterfly, the the one that represented hurting the boy. But I don't know. Was it that she after she let like that out, like every other kind of insecurity she had buried inside her just like was unleashed? Yeah, she had a swarm. Yeah, for me, Stephen like, had a swarm towards the end of the episode true. too. I mean, it was like he had like four hallucinations. Like that boy's got a lot <laughs> yeah. going on. Ooh. Got a lot. And then the, the old... oh, go ahead, Justin. 
Uh, going with what I was saying earlier about how they were kind of exploring the dichotomy between Ruby and Sapphire's okay. places and Gem Society and like their makeup of like what they think and how much they can actually process. Um, I don't think either Stephen or Connie can be a fair comparison because they're both human beings. You know, they have varying well, levels of complexity. Okay, you see my point. <laughs> they're not Stephen's not a hive mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is a good point. That is, um, you know, the Brave New World kind of idea of like how which again, I will reference this every time we talk about homeworld because it's literally Brave New World, and like the way like people are literally des- like designed to have one function, and they cannot. Uh, this is different in the show. People are clearly able to act beyond their function, and they you know become individuals. In Brave New World, you literally cannot act beyond your function, like that you are incapable of doing so, and that kind of ties in with Ruby, you know, having the one thought, and then Sapphire. But this is kind of like a really obvious parallel. But when they when they were laying on the ground, it, you know, I took, you know, Connie and Ruby both laid down. To me, that was, like, same. And then... Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> did anyone else get that? Or it could have just been me. That's okay. I'm a little simple-minded. It's all right. No, no, no. I think, I think it's a good point. Um, I, I hadn't thought of that, but now that I am, I think it's something to consider. I mean, I guess, like, you can draw direct parallels if you want. You can also not, because they are technically different. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's hard to I think, compare. I mean... Yeah. Justin, do you have any... Did you see what I meant, or were you like <laughs> Delaney's silly? Well, Delaney is silly, but that's not the uh, that has nothing to do with this argument. Um, I thought I thought you have a point. I see your I definitely see it. I think they could have been trying to do that parallel I, because in this episode, Connie was the kind of aggressive one, and Stephen the more I don't want to say passive, but reserved. I think the yeah. pacifist might be the best word because I mean Stephen basically is. Especially when it comes to the gems, he's like a pacifist that's forced to fight. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, th- I mean, that's why he. I mean, of course, yeah. he's so broken up over what he's had to do because fighting's like a last resort it. for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, and he's so torn up over. I mean, he was unable to save Jasper, and then he, like, he made. I mean, he didn't shatter her, but he had to. I mean, he had to get business and. <laughs> kicked Ruby out of the bubble into space. <laughs> I don't know. That's um, probably the roughest thing he's done. I don't know if this I don't know the timeline like of the episodes but mm-hmm. we saw this all happened in a week for the kid. True. Yeah, know, that, that's, that's a really out. good point. That's like, okay, lie. nap. Can we give Steven a nap? Like, well, there was some I do think they spaced out a little bit. I'm assuming it was a little, like, they had their training session. I think they have their training session once a week. So I think, like, the beginning of the episode is, like, a week, and then the rest of the episode's a week. I doubt, like, she came back the next day. Like, oh, like, go take yeah. a nap, Connie. And, like, everyone take a break. Then come back and fuse. Oh, right, right. Well, still, that doesn't, I mean, that doesn't, no, that all don't, the that, murders yeah, happen no. within, like, a week. Or, like, I mean, like even the past month. That's, like, a lot. That's four people in, like, a month. That's a lot. So... Especially, you know, you're not used to murdering people. You know, like, you know. it's like... One <laughs> murder in a month is quite a exactly. lot. Exactly, like, it's... Apparent. it's you know, Steven's got a lot on his plate right now. Like, he's done quite... I mean, he was, like, in space. Like, what is going on? The thing is, Connie was able to fix it by, you know, she went to Jeff, worked things out. Things are fine with her and Jeff. 100% fine. Steven can't fix this. Yeah. A, a, a bismuth, you could unbubble Jasper. If you unbubble, that could have disastrous results. We don't know where the rubies are. They're just floating in space. Yeah, they're in space. You know where they are, sort of, in like a Broadway. 
in a broad way. They're just in the Broadway they're there. In the broadest they, way imaginable. <laughs> like they're just in out case. there. But they're um, living on Neptune. Yeah, I, like I don't. I don't think. I think that's the last time. place they'd go back to. The absolute. <laughs> they already know nothing's last there. Place. Every planet in this cruddy solar system. Uh, going back to Justin, uh, what you said about Stephen, like he can't fix this. I think if there is any like kind of like discussion about the you know TM discussion TM on the internet, um, I do think you know we were talking about this is very relatable. You know what they're talking about. And it's, obviously this is very personal, you know, this issue, and, you know, it's obviously very personal to Rebecca, you know, this is her song, and she talked about it at Comic-Con, and, you know, we see this, you know, it played out beautifully in this episode, but it is interesting, like, I think a little bit they play up this, just talk about it, you have to think about it, and it'll be okay. I think we kind of solve Connie, like, it worked for Connie, Connie, you know, feels good, she's in a good place, she's able to help Steven, but we're not done with Steven. yeah. And this isn't, and you're right, he, it can't be solved. This is, like, Stephen is living with consequences that, honestly, Connie can't comprehend. Not in that, like, she's, like, mentally incapable. She can't, she no, has right, she's had an experience. Them, yeah. So it's always going to be removed for her, to an extent. Like, Which I think we're building to that, though, oh, where yeah. Stevani is going to have to do something. Because seeing Stevani training means Stevani's going to fight, which means Stevani might... Uh, end up having to bubble a gem. And what's that going to do to Connie? What's right. that going to do to Connie and Stephen's relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, how will Stevani react? Like, this... Why? I mean, it's... watching this... I mean, we kind of got a little bit of it when... How they did this was just amazing when... It's so interesting because when we have Garnet kind of break up, you get the different voices and you kind of know what's going on. Stevani just sounds the same when when they're talking, but you know who's talking. Yeah. Which is just excellent. It just The voice acting on that is incredible. And we get... Bismuth, and it's like, who's that? Bismuth. And it's like, oh my god. And I think we got that a little bit, that Connie is getting this... It's a bit like, um, full disclosure, that, you know, just took me a minute to remember the name of the episode. I was about to be like, Justin, help. Um, this, uh, you know, Connie's kind of peeking really into what life really is like for Steven. Yeah, she's living it, but this is, this is real. This is what Steven's been through, and I don't think Stephen knows, uh, not Stephen, uh, Connie doesn't know why Stephen unfortunately knows everything that's going on. Connie doesn't. And I think we saw that a little bit, this, how that might impact Stevani in the future. Though I'm not sure how this will manifest. It will be interesting, and I, I think we're going to see more of that this season. By the um, by, what we've seen so far this season, I think, well, this season and the back part of season three. Right. I think you can definitely tell we're going to go... A lot more Stevani because we've seen Stevani twice in like two weeks now, yeah, no, three like, weeks, we, whatever. And yeah. we've been like in a Stevani drought, not even a drought because like we were like we weren't, ex- <laughs> we weren't expecting Stevani. So, right. Is there anything y'all are dying to talk about? I think we've hit the bases. Yeah, we've hit the big stuff. I mean, there's always going to be more, but I feel which good. you can talk about on Saturday morning by sending us <laughs> your feedback for this episode. Keep going, do it. Finish yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. What? Go ahead, Justin. No, I just meant like finish your like send it to Send it to Justin at overlyanimated.com or send me Tumblr asks at friendlygeeks3. You can find the link for that if you can't understand what I'm saying at overlyanimated.com on our wonderful bios page where you can follow all of us on Tumblr. True. Oh, and then some Instagrams. Um we can close My out by true. We can close out by, if y'all want to say your favorite jokes or gags or cute things that happen. We kind of talked a little bit about it in the beginning. I think the give the phone to me was probably my favorite. That was just so great. 
Steven and Connie's fusion dance. This is their first like real fusion <laughs> yeah, dance. Yeah, that was really funny. They're like, like, so like, into it. It's like awkward, like middle school dance fusion. Oh, yeah. It's excellent. Also, the really okay, the most awkward fusion dance in the universe, the hologram pearl. Oh yeah, that was so jerky and weird. I forgot about that, but I remembered it was really funny. Also, really, like, yeah, why can hologram <laughs> pearl fuse? Why is that a thing? I don't know. Pearl can do what she wants with pearl her can do minions. What she wants. True. <laughs> True. Make my holograms grow. Oh my god, that was That's also- my first Power Rangers reference in like three months. Okay. Okay, you okay actually, no, I referenced it on the You literally referenced it, like, yes, the yeah. other day, so. <laughs> okay, but so yesterday course, is technically okay. the future. Shh, Justin, don't break the fourth wall, man. Shh. This show has a fourth wall? Yeah, obviously. Everything has a fourth wall. Oh, and so we, I mean, I think we can all agree Garnet is, the, like, the treasure of the episode. Like, comedically, Garnet is the treasure. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, Garnet's always a treasure. You, one side for Stevani. Also, it was like a period. Who makes a sign with a period on it? Garnet. Garnet. That was so cute. Even Woo. the sign was a fusion. Woo. I love that. I love how Steven had to specify that was a fusion joke, just in case Connie, Connie couldn't figure out that fusion sign was a Even fusion joke. She's been joke. fusing for a while. Yeah. Like, and also, like, how many times? We need to go back and count how many times they say fusion in this episode. Oh my god. Fusion. 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 Quite a bit. Also, new powers. Stevani can float. Yeah. Stevani float or just like? No, she floated. Step. She floated. She. Floated. It was a little awkward, like leg can flapping, they can but float. it was a float know. of a sort. Can someone please message me on Tumblr and tell me what Stevani's pronouns are? That'd be really helpful. Oh, it's they. I'm it's sorry. They. Okay, that's what I thought. No, I wasn't trying. I've been trying to remember this entire time. It's very difficult. Mm-hmm. I just get confused. I was I was honestly expecting them to start using a non-binary pronoun, which I still don't know how any of them are the, pronounced because I only learned them from a text-based video game. They is yeah. non is they. Well, I mean, like a like one of the ones that has been ah uh, okay. like ones that you wouldn't hear normally. I got you. All like right. I think Z. It might happen. I've heard yeah yeah I've Z. Yeah, it's I'm sure it's coming. It's. I mean, this show does everything, so I mean... Yeah, it's Steven Universe. You ask oh, it, we'll and they, it, you ask it of Steven Universe, and Steven Universe provides. So. Any last thoughts, feelings? Everybody go rewatch this episode. It's so beautiful. Yes. Song on repeat. And then give us feedback. Now. Song on repeat, like, tears, yeah. sob. I think I do, I think I am going to agree with Justin that this might be better than Stronger Than You, which for Delaney to say is, like, Delaney has a Stronger Than You t-shirt, like... This is a lot, Delaney. This is Very real. Nice. I mean, I've listened to Stronger Than You like a million times. So this is like I'm waiting for them to put this on like the world of Steven Universe so I can listen to it for like two hours. But also, it is on a channel already. If you search good. it, you'll find it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Also, this was literally like Steven Universe Avatar episode. Just have to yeah, do my. That was. We call like, this episode the Funky Guru. I mean, basically, guru. it's Guru Patek. Like that's what Garnet was. She was Guru Patek. So, but I think we're done, children. So okay. I will read us out. Okay. So, are you going to oh. try to be as fast as? No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Are you going to pronounce good. each name? Uh, yes, I will pronounce each name because I am what not an auctioneer. What is this new idea? 
because you're not an auctioneer. I'm not an auctioneer. <laughs> also, we do have a new thing, which I didn't know about. Did I miss this? I don't know. Apparently, we have an iTunes review of the week. This is Dylan's new segment. What? Oh, right. He did mention this a long time ago, I guess. Okay. So, we have from FJ1333. <laughs> I'm so glad nice. I found the podcast. I love that there are so many different personalities and viewpoints on the podcast, which sets up for hilarious disagreements. Uh, I think that's aimed at Justin specifically. So good stuff. So many, actually, just two. So good. You can honestly tell they work hard on the podcast, seeing that they literally just covered 20 plus daily episodes in a row without missing one. Very entertaining podcast, which I now live for. And then there's like the heart emoji, like it's like the Aww. yeah, less than three. I think that's yeah, that's what that one is. So thank you, FJ one three three three. I like a shot every time that person wrote podcast because it was quite a few times. But I mean, we are a podcast. Kudos, we are a podcast. <laughs> we love iTunes reviews. We your review too can be read on the on air in Delaney's weird accent, and I will mispronounce all of the words. See, you get that for free. All you have to do is submit. That's, yeah, you just give her. You just give a, a review, like. You just have to tell us you like us. That's that's all you have to do is be <laughs> nice and pay compliments. But also, you can find out all the info on this podcast at overlyanimated.com. And you can leave us a review and or support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. So if you become a patron at just, I think it's just $1 a month, you can get a nickname. Like, awesome. We will think really hard and we will give you an awesome nickname. So, thanks to our current patrons, Mitch, Cordell, Beatrice, Nate, Andy, Jamie, Rachel, John, Ryan, Catherine, Taylor, Davon, Jay, John, Phoenician, Fever Mitch, Cordell University, Beatrix Lestrange, Nathan Fillion, Buzz Lightyear, Mailman, Rachel Rose, Johnny Bravo, Brian, Cookie Cat, Needle, Diamond Day, Jewel, Garfield, and To Be Decided. We are working on the <laughs> newest nickname. Uh, look for on Sunday our Ladybug Roundtable, which is on favorite villains. So that's fun. Top five uh, favorite villains. Me, Justin, and Dylan have lists, and it's exciting. And me and Dylan are rude to Justin like normal. Pretty typical. Right, Justin? <laughs> and thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.